Welcome to the Blood Brothers Podcast with Ben Steiger and Eric Metz. We are continuing our series today with the lifelong adventure that God is calling us to, to love Him completely. And we've already talked about the heart and loving Him completely with that, and also loving Him with all of our soul. Today we get to dive into the mind, and how do we love God with all of our mind. So Ben, any initial thoughts or comments before we dive into the topic of the mind? Yeah, man. Uh, when I think about the mind, I think about complexity. It is, uh, it's incredible, the creation of the mind. And I have to believe that it's probably one of God's most incredible individual creations uh, inside of, you know, like the human being. But uh, I'm excited to unpack what it is to love God with all of our mind. Yeah, definitely complex for sure. And obviously the, the driver of the ship of our bodies and our emotions and everything. So so what do you think Jesus is meaning when he says we should love God with all of our mind? And then how do we practically walk that out? Yeah. So you said that we covered the heart, you know, loving God with all of our heart. You know, and that's more applying to metaphorically, you know, loving God with all of our heart. And talked about loving God with all of our soul. And uh, the soul is more supernatural. And now we move on to loving God with all of our mind, which exists in a physical form. You know, it's made of gray and white matter, nerve cells, neuropathways, uh, and so much more. Uh, but it's incredible. And uh, God's design of the human mind uh, is is just so complex and beyond me uh, that uh, I'm amazed uh, often by it. But uh, there is a level of understanding that I have and what it means to love God uh, with all of my mind. And I want to unpack that. You know, the mind is unique uh, over the heart and soul and that you have a level of control over it. You cannot control the feelings uh, you have, but you can control the way you think about something. You can choose to focus on some things and reject focus on others. Uh, your mind is where you recognize thoughts and emotions and the connections between them. Your mind is, is where you identify truth and falseness. Uh, what, what you choose to allow into your mind and dwell on affects the condition of your heart. The heart and mind are so intertwined uh, here. I, I want to unpack that a little bit. But, you know, often when someone considers what it means to love God with all of their mind, they quickly turn to more information as the solution. And many a person gets stuck in this consuming mentality. You know, knowledge is good and, and it's necessary. But when it comes to our mind, head knowledge alone isn't enough. We can not only be consumers, but we must be producers. We cannot just be hearers of the word, but we have to be doers of the word, as Scripture tells us. We must combine what is going on in our, in our head with what is going on uh, in our heart. Uh, John Piper uh, said it this way. He said, if a person doesn't move from intellectual awareness of God and right thinking about God to an emotional embrace of God, he hasn't loved God with his mind. The mind has not yet loved until it hands off its thoughts to the emotions where they are embraced. And then the mind and the heart are working in what feels like such harmony. And you experience it as both intellectual and affectional love for God. You know, so here's the deal. A man feels and decides in his heart, but it's in his mind that ideas are processed. His mind will recognize the emotions and then connect them to further thoughts and behavior. 
Uh, the mind will reconcile situations by connecting the dots between memories, you know, ideas, and situations. The mind will recognize false or untrue concepts when contrasted with the truth. So for this to occur, one must have truthful input. You know, the adage of garbage in, garbage out uh, certainly applies here. Uh, opinions may be strongly held, but simply believing something to be true doesn't make it true. Seeking truth requires a teachable attitude. You know, ultimately, uh, we need uh, to be uh, covering ourselves up with truth, not just in a moment, but just constantly living in the presence of truth. And, uh, you know, there's various various ways that uh, we can experience the Father and the Holy Spirit, but uh, certainly time uh, in His Word. And when it comes to me loving God with all of my heart, uh, man, it's, it's taking the things captive that are coming in uh, and being processed, and then what goes out. Good call out about uh, controlling. We have a choice over what we input into our minds, what we choose to believe, what we choose to study, what we choose to learn. I think that's a, a big part of our, of this is choosing to focus on God, choosing to seek after him, choosing to learn, like, what is he like? What are his ways? What does he want me to do? Like, learning that. But then I think you just hit it out of the park with uh, coupling it with action. And also Piper's quote that was awesome too, by the way. But coupling both just the pursuit of knowledge and pursuit of truth with the action, I think each of us have struggles with that. Some of us love to be a learner, but we don't do anything. And some of us don't seek truth or don't spend time learning or growing, and we just do whatever we feel like doing. And so I love how you put them both together in that we need to be pursuing truth and learning truth, but also coupling it with action. So. That's great. Yeah. So how so how do you practically like walk that out in your life in pursuing and honoring God with your mind? Man, you know, how do you know what is true, you know, in this in this life, in this world? Yeah. Uh, you know, where there's so many lies, you know, coming at you from from every uh direction and uh man, ultimately I believe that God's word, you know, is truth. And uh what the Father speaks to my heart uh, once it has been made new, you know, through through His Son, uh, is truth, and so uh, for me, man, it is time in the Word. It is not just uh, mere just reading; uh, it's absorbing. It's uh, it's receiving what the Father wants to speak to me in the moment that that I'm reading it and understanding where it come from, where it's coming from, and the context it's meant to be uh, received and. Uh, and then just inviting the Holy Spirit to to speak truth, to dismantle the lies. You know, one of my greatest prayers uh, that I find myself praying every day is, Lord, strip me of my pride that tries to convince myself I'm better than I am. Strip me of my arrogance that tries to convince everybody else I'm better than I am. And strip me of the fear that binds uh, my belief. So pride, arrogance, and fear... Uh, can lead me down a path uh, just uh, of lies and of false belief. And so I try to keep, uh, man, my flesh in check, uh, making sure that what's coming into my mind uh, is filtered by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I don't know about you, but, uh, well, I do know about you. Uh, you know, you're <laughs> you're a man just like I am. And a carnal man, you know, our, our initial 
uh, fleshly habit is is sinful. And so if we don't overwrite that sinful habit with a holy uh, habit, the natural thing that's going to happen is sin is going to creep in. And so, man, I had to just make sure that I am constantly consuming uh, things that set my mind on the Father. The verse that came to mind uh, when you were speaking, because you talked about the Bible and uh, the Spirit, is when Jesus was, uh, I think it was at the woman at the well, true worshipers will worship in spirit mm-hmm. and in truth. And I feel like, you know, as when we talk about the mind, we have to rely on the Spirit to guide us into all truth, which He is the helper for any believers out there that that uh, have have accepted Him as their Savior. They have the helper to guide them into all truth and to rely on him just like you mentioned that you do and i think that's huge and to guide us as we are reading the scripture as we are reading um the bible and and i think there are some people that struggle with the legalism side of the bible and and i think that's where the spirit balances out some of like the rules to where it's like you've got the the context of scripture and the heart of scripture and the truth and then the spirit comes along and like helps illuminate and awakens us into what is truly being said here what is the truth that i need to take away from this scripture versus like thou shalt not do this and it's like yes that's true but what's the heart behind it and what's the re what's the reasoning that god is what's god communicating through this and so um i think that's a important element that you brought out is the is the spirit and so yeah. yeah, so I've got a few scriptures here, Ben, that talk about the mind, and I'd love to hear your perspective on these scriptures. Uh, first one was Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. When you think of that scripture, what what sticks out to you, and how would you help us understand that scripture better? Mm, it's powerful. So weapons of warfare that are not of the flesh. You know, so that means supernatural. And so when I think about why do I need supernatural weapons, and uh, you know the reality is is that man we have an enemy, uh, and he is real, and is goal is to deceive deceive and devour you he hates you you know he wants to kill steal and destroy everything that is good everything that comes from the father and uh to walk in truth and purpose you know the reality of an enemy who is like a roaring lion cannot be taken lightly and uh you know when i consider this this scripture uh man uh it is the only hope that we have to conquer Uh, the lies and to destroy uh, the strongholds, you know, these false realities that we find ourselves living in, these these stumbling blocks that uh, end up putting us in a habitual pattern uh, of sin. And uh, we fall into this lie uh, that we're never going to get over it. We're never going to get through it. But, you know, this scripture right here tells us different. And, uh, you know, it says, we destroy all arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive uh, to obey Christ. And uh, that's an encouraging scripture to me, Eric. Yeah. I love how you define strongholds as being those like habitual 
sins or beliefs or things that keep us bound or keep us keep us down or doing something we shouldn't and you know as an example of that like I I used to and I'm still again it's still something I work through and struggle with is just like the people pleaser side of you know thinking I'm not enough and I've got to serve and surrender and submit to everything other people say or do and almost almost too much to where it's like you know uh, it's unhealthy. And so, you know, having these strongholds in our lives that we need to basically break up and renew our minds with the truth, you know, and that our weapons are prayer and the Spirit's power of teaching us what is true about us. And, and it took some time for me to work through that stronghold of dwelling on what is true about me and that God is in me and that I am enough and yeah. I don't have to, you know, please other people and, and subject myself to that. And so, um, and that I can be independent and not codependent. And so those are, that's just an example, but like those strongholds in our lives can really just like wreak havoc and depending on what they are. And so, uh, again, just encouraging everybody listening to, you know, rely on the Lord and use those weapons of prayer and, and truth and, and the word of God to really break up those things that cause us and to take every thought captive. Like you said before, we have control over our thoughts. And so, take those captive and be like, that's not true. It's just because that thought went through my head doesn't mean it's right or true. And so right. um, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Anything else you want to say about that? You you shared some wise words there. And uh, there's just no getting around uh, spending time in the Word of God and how it renews our mind. It aligns our spirit. It aligns our heart. It aligns every element of our being. You know, to, to Him, I think uh, we're going to share another scripture uh, I guess it'll be here in, in a little bit, but uh, I'm going to wait till, till we get there to share more about it. Till we get to that? Okay, all right. We got yeah. two more scriptures today we're going to unpack, and and I think that, that connect with uh, our minds and how we can honor God with our minds and love Him with them. All right, Romans 12, 2. So those that have been around in the church for a while may be familiar with this one, but do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? So Ben, how would you unpack that verse and how we can love God with our minds in light of that mm. verse? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think of, you know, the truth will set you free, right? That, that line that we've heard so many times and, you know, the truth comes out. But uh, for the truth to set you free, you must first know truth. You know, what you choose to allow your mind to dwell on, you know, affects your your heart affects the condition of your heart and through your heart all aspects you know of uh, your life and so setting our mind you know on things that that of the father man it it renews it restores again it aligns uh our heart our mind our soul and our strength uh, with his will and not our will uh, it says that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable uh, and perfect. And so, you know, by by being in the Word, by having His Holy Spirit uh, rummage through uh, our mind, uh, we are able to discern the good, you know, from the bad, the truth from the untruth. And then we have a decision, you know, to turn around and run the other way or to say, Father, I, I want what you want. And uh, my flesh might not feel like that's what I want, but I know that your way is the best way. So love that scripture, Romans 12 too. Solid. Renewal. 
our our minds don't come into this world knowing the truth and it's very self-centered and and not aligned with with the word so that word renewal i think is such a key thing is we need to dive into it and also conforming to the world like the world's got a lot of lies the world's focused on material things the world's focused on things that are temporal and not eternal and so getting alignment with what god is saying about what's important and significant and not conforming to this world is such a huge factor so yeah and that seems like it's everybody's goal to conform to this world, you know, to fit in, to uh, not only not look different, but to, to look better than everybody else. And I, I would say look, I'm not just talking about uh, physical appearance and what you wear, but uh, your complete being, you know, whether it's uh, smarter, stronger, uh, whatever that is. Uh, our carnal man, our flesh, our desire is to take on the ways of this world and Oh, man, that's not what uh, Scripture tells us. That's not the way of Jesus. And thankfully, he did not conform to this world. Uh, he took something completely different direction that than all logic would ever tell a man to go. So, And the American dream is not uh, in the Bible anywhere. And right. I think that's a, that's a big misconception. I think even in the American church is oh, well, I need to have X, Y, Z, keep up with my neighbors and have have all these things and do all these things. And and I'm guilty of it. I'm just going to straight up tell you I'm, <laughs> I've been mixing the American dream and God's dream and God's kingdom and trying not to build my own kingdom along the way. So I need to renew my mind continually just so I'm not trying to build my own kingdom but to focus on His. So yeah, it's, a, it. it's a tough wrestling match we have each day. So. You got it. But our last verse here, Ben, I would love to hear your, your comments on this one. This one's from Philippians 4, 8. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So, so often we're surrounded by things of this world that uh, we, we can't control right uh but sometimes we can we can control what we look at what we what we see and uh what we expose uh, our mind to and that's that's where scriptures uh hitting us here is you know what are we intentionally choosing uh to bring into our life what are we intentionally allowing uh, our mind uh to dwell on you know is it, you know, these things, are, are they true and honorable? Uh, is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? You know, is it commendable? Uh, is it of excellence? You know, and uh, I think that so often we allow trash uh, to come into our life and uh, we conform. Well, everybody else is watching that. Everybody else is doing that, you know, and... Uh, you know, the renewing of our mind is, is so incredible. I was thinking just how uh, incredible the Word of God is. You know, going back to that prayer I shared about uh, pride, arrogance, and fear. And uh, I remember reading, you know, that scripture that talked about how God opposes the proud. And uh, one day when I was getting ready to pray, uh, 
that prayer hadn't formed in my head yet, but uh, when I was getting ready to pray, Lord, if you could strip me of my pride, and uh, you know, I kind of said, wait a second, strip me, that's kind of a harsh word, let me back up here, and uh, <laughs> if you could help me yeah. with my pride. And, uh, and then in that moment, I realized that, man, I really didn't trust God. And I sat there, I'm driving down the road, just thinking to myself, like, God has proven himself trustworthy over and over and over again. I do trust God. I do. Jesus stripped me of my pride. And, uh, and I prayed it with complete belief and complete desire for him to do so. And man, he did it. And I was so overwhelmed uh, that week. I had no idea how prideful of a man uh, that I was. But there were a lot of uh, areas that I needed to repent and I had to ask forgiveness for uh, to my wife, my kids and others and uh, I once was blind and then I could see but you know that's how uh, scripture you know can be so powerful to help us see you know like when our heart is ready when when the father has positioned us to a point when we're ready to take that next step like like this wasn't 20 years ago you know this was less than 10 years ago I was in the ministry you know for about 10 years at that point and God continually uh, renewing my mind and showing myself uh, or showing me areas where I'm lacking and I need him more and more. And it can be through the same scripture uh, where my heart is just in a different position now and able to receive what he wants to speak. So uh, that can't happen, though, if I don't position myself uh, to receive it and if I don't set my life up to be surrounded with things uh, that point me towards the Father. So Philippians 4.8, uh, it's powerful. I need more of it in my life. Yeah. And just going back to that choice of what are we choosing to fill our minds with, our hearts with? It could be media, it could be music, it could be books, whatever. I mean, we've got to be discerning in what we input into our minds and, and hold on to be true. And uh, while you were sharing that, you're talking about illuminating things. And I think that that verse in the Old Testament, I forget where it is, but thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto mm. my path. And and so just we need that in order to really gain insight and visibility into what's really going on and, and what we really need to be effective and to have the abundant, amazing, extraordinary life that God is calling us to live out. Like we need his word to really show us the way. We are not on our own able to live an abundant life. It's usually wreaked havoc full of heartache, pain, and suffering. And not that that's immune to believers, but we can at least avoid some of it along the journey by following His way and, and His truth. So, hmm. yeah. Ben, any last thoughts or comments before we wrap up today? Yeah, I read this morning... Uh... I read a, a, I don't know if it's a stat or what, but uh, it's, it, was, it was a statement that said that some psychologists estimate that we make 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000. You know, if our decisions are, are not based off of truth, if they deviate, you know, even slightly from truth and go unchecked, you know, over a period of time, it will dramatically affect the course of our life. And uh, I could say, I don't know about you, but I do know uh, you, my brother Eric. Uh, <laughs> I know that you and I both, uh, we don't want to deviate from truth. We don't want our trajectory 
uh, to take not just our life, but our marriage, uh, our children, our jobs, our ministries, those around us, everything that God has entrusted to us uh, off course. Uh, I can't afford not to walk in the darkness, bro. And I know that you can't either, and that uh, God has given us uh, multiple things. He's given us our lives, our passions, our talents and abilities uh, to steward and to use well. And I cannot afford to believe lies. And so I need to make sure that my mind is set on the Father and that I'm constantly surrounded by uh, things that point me to Him, that draw me to Him, that challenge me. Uh, having brothers in my life that are there that ask me the tough questions, that encourage me, uh, that, that challenge me uh, is crucial uh, for my walk and for my focus. Some of those 35,000 decisions are weightier than others, so we've got to be careful in which of those weighty decisions we make. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, we, we're, you know, I've got some teenagers and, and young adults, and, and they're in that season of life now where their decisions, and even, even me as a 44-year-old, I'm making decisions that are impactful too, and some are weighty, and mm. you know, we've got to be careful what decisions we make, and, and if it's aligned with truth, the uh, in the Lord's way, it's going to be protecting us, helping us, guiding us, and prospering us. So it's Very important, good. that's for sure. And again, it's intertwined with our macro purpose, our big purpose, right? Yeah, that's good, man. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate the time, Ben. Thanks again for your wisdom and sharing your thoughts and perspective and just encouragement and and just how you live out this life of, of loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And and so uh, if any of the listeners would like to connect with us, you can join us uh, with the Blood Brothers website and uh, Blood Brothers community. They're both on the, in the show notes. And uh, other than that, you guys have a great day. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.